Yeah, Chivato, he's like, uh, uh, he's like, I could have a beer, you know, I kind of hung over. I'm like, he actually asked you? Yeah. Like for a beer? Yeah, because I guess he saw that I was saying yes. Yeah. And I was being asked, I was like, like, I was like, Chinamos way. So I kind of hung over, kind of have a, uh, a beer. I'm like, I'm not getting alcohol, bro. Like, okay. Okay. A <laughs> <laughs> water will do. He took the L. See you. What? I got him a hot dog. <laughs> you haven't seen that on Scare on Scare Movie Scare Movie One? You see Scare Movie One? I think so. It's like uh <laughs> uh some homeless guy and he's asking like do y'all have a dollar can I have a dollar? He's like it's like oh get away from me bum and he's like it's like he's homeless, he's just a, he's just he's homeless but he's still a person. He's like he's just hungry. Like here you go, sir, here's a nice sandwich and they start walking away and she's all happy. He's like I said a dollar, bitch. <laughs> no, oh, <laughs> he yeah. Dude. Throws it at Damn, I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, you guys? It's uh, Sammy's doing some stupid shit. It's Toby. Trying to get Toby to focus on the camera. Welcome back to episode 105. Four. Four. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Charo Beans Podcast, a podcast where it's mariachi. I think I said that backwards. Stuff. Stuff and mariachi. What is dyslexia? ¿Qué eres disléxico? ¿Qué eres qué? ¿Qué eres disléxico? So when you're dyslexic... No, no, no. No, wait. Is it when you see this the one shapes? where you <laughs> see shapes and shit? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's when you uh, you take a letter and you move it or some shit. I think it's like everything you see is like, like mixed up, right? Like yeah, you see a word and like the the letters in the middle like are moved. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I do that with words. Is is that a thing? You have to get tested. I. If I did get tested, I'd be tested for uh, ADHD. I don't think I have that. Who? Me? Por qué? Because you don't have any of the signs. Well, I think you're just like, not worn down. You're just tired, bro. I'm just dumb. Or, um, I don't know. You're just tired. Like You you got to go to sleep. I at, do. At a good I, bedtime. What's the last time you got like seven hours of sleep? Six hours. Last night. Dude, I had the weirdest dream. And before that? I had the... uh, So, okay, it would have been a while, but... Yeah, yesterday, whenever I sleep longer, I get weirder dreams. Yeah, because you're resting, bro. I guess, like, I get into, like, a real... What is it, REM sleep? Or... I think... Whatever it um, is. I think deep sleep is where you actually get all the good I don't think that's an actual term. Deep sleep? It is, because it's, like... Scientifically? It's sleep, and then it's, like, REM sleep. And deep sleep is the one where you get like 50 minutes. You're supposed to get 50 minutes of deep sleep. All I know is that I dreamt that my wife was in love with LeBron James. I was going to make a joke, but... No, I'll callar. You luego? It felt really real. Bro, you're heartbroken? You're, you're going to be like Vicente, just like... Throw the bottle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could. I'm almost done with it, though. <laughs> or whatever the fuck. But we were back, episode 104, which you forgot. You thought it was 105. But 
We are back again. Oh, we're with back it. to this. I thought we were talking about your dreams. That, that's all I remember. Like, um, I woke up in a panic. You ever had a dream so real that you thought it was real, and then you yeah. woke up and you're like, "Oh shit!" Eso sí me me da como cosa, like, cause I I I wake up stressed, like my my heart me. What's the word? Palpitating? Is that a word? But it, it's moving a lot, and then I wake up and I'm like, "Holy shit!" That felt so Dude, real. Dude, last time I had that, it was with, uh, I was dreaming about Smile. Remember that movie? The one where the, she smiles? Dude, no mames. Because if you see the movie, like, it's, like, she's essentially, like, seeing all these things of people smiling, right? Mm-hmm. And you've seen the movie, right? So you know how it all works. Yeah. I just remember at the end, uh, like, I kept seeing all this shit. And, uh, and I called someone to pick me up. I don't I remember. I think it was my mom. Yeah. Like, I was, I was like, mom, pick me up, like, you know? In the dream? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then she picks me up, bro, right? And then, like, we're driving away, and then my mom calls me. Okay. Like, we're in the car mm-hmm. with my mom. Okay. And then my mom calls me. So you have two moms? No, because I looked at my mom, and she's just like... <laughs> and then I woke up, and yeah, it's like, it's like your, your, heart's, your heart's just like... I thought your mom was just really progressive and no. Well, you, you seen the movie, two no? moms. No, Cause, yeah, because like it shows how she's like she thinks she's safe. No, and yeah, then she's like you thought it was over yet, huh? Yeah, and then, sadly, sus. That's what happened to me. Yeah, no, but it does stress me out. That maybe that's why I only sleep like three. No, I sleep at least four hours a night, at least. It's not good. But then I come home and I take naps, are which they, I would do they, a lot are, in are college. They, are they hour long naps? Depends. It's very embarrassing whenever I go to sleep and then my my wife gets home because she works at nights and then she gets home and I'm asleep. Relating this to Marachi, sometimes you're falling asleep at churches. Me? Yeah. While we're playing? No. It hasn't happened. During during the sermon? It it hasn't happened to me (laughs) lately. Why? Do you remember a time that I was falling asleep? Okay. We can can all attest. We could even call up Arturo right now. Uh, I don't know what church it was. I should remember. I'm guessing we woke up like early to meet. Okay. And el, el padre is like, tus 15 años es sobre hacerte mujer. Was it one of those pastors that's like really, really, really slow? No. Well, I don't know. Okay. But I should remember like listening and then all you hear is like, and we looked over it. It's that thing that woke you up, like your own, like, snore. Because <laughs> you're... you're, <laughs> you're <laughs> I, uh, uh, it's funny because, like, th- now that you say that, that ha- has happened to me a lot of times in, in my real life where, like, I get a hint of my snore and then I wake up like it wasn't me. Because <laughs> I'll be like... <laughs> yeah, you did that. You, you'll do that. I'm like... <laughs> where I just like... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, I wake up like kind of like that. I don't know what was that, bro, but, you know. <laughs> you like, tienen moscas? Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> son, son ranas, güey. Okay, looking around, I'm like. Churrana cuajos, güey. No, yeah, but yeah, it's embarrassing because, yeah, I, I do. I do. I have always snored, though. I think I've always snored. Yeah. I think it's a trait that my, my dad handed to me because to this day, I mean, he still snores pretty bad. But um, it's embarrassing, obviously, but it sucks because, like, yeah, when it's like at church. I feel bad because now I feel like I'm like looked down upon by Jesus. I'm like, Jesus, please, like, Jesus, you. like, yeah, 
¿Cómo? No, güey. Para regañar. No. I was always scared as a kid, actually, of the... You know how he's bloody? It's, it's weird how that's like our symbol, like... Yeah, um... Like, this dead person, she's kind of like... Sí, me espantaba de chiquillo. Like, uh, the Via Crucis, ahorita que it's Easter uh, time. Like, that always scared me. Like, it was very traumatic as a kid. Like, it, my parents would, or my mom would take me to the park and they would reenact the whole thing. And you know how, like, they try to, like, reenact it? So, like, they're, like, whipping him. And then, like, he falls. He's supposed to have, like, yeah. breaking down. Yeah, and I remember I'm just, the whole time, just thinking, like, damn, bro, like, Jesus, please get up. It's, it's <laughs> like I'm rooting for him, you know? Because, like, they're just, you know, lo maltratan y todo. <laughs> yeah. And then I can't believe we're doing this at the park. Like, <laughs> you know, like, this is very violent. Oh, so the park? Uh, it was uh, at Marine Park oh, at, uh, uh, here in Fort Worth. Because in Mexico, it was the whole, like, uh, street. Because I remember, like, I was oh, street takeover? Yeah. <laughs> like the cuz? Yeah, wait, like... Except it was... It was just people walking. Religious? Yeah, there's this, this guy, like, all bloodied up con ketchup. And, like, the with the katsu. crown. Katsu. Like, katsu, see? Katsu. And, like... And then they even tell, like, like I guess he has, like, cues. So, like, he'll fall on his knees and be, like... Tercera caída, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They narrate the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So you don't get but lost. As can you imagine being the guy? He just, he just <laughs> like maybe the reader's taking a little too long. El vato's like on his knees. He's like, bro, like, por favor, like. When I first started growing out my hair, uh, they told me that one time they're like, oh, now you could be like Jesus and the Via Crucis. I was like, <laughs> I know. I was like, look at me. I'm gonna be fat Jesus, bro. Like I'm not gonna <laughs> do <laughs> that. I'm, like, I'm not gonna do that. I was like, no, like, no, like, I can't do that. You know. I can't embarrass myself. Can you believe? You know, like, like, or like, cause I, I think I've seen I was in a video where, uh, uh, like a guy takes his job too seriously. Like one of the 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 guy that whips, and like he whips he keeps whipping whipping him like really like hard. Like to real? the point where like the fake Jesus Enoja, and like he, he's like, oh really? He, yeah, that yeah, was a real video. It? Yeah, oh, cause shit. the guy's no, like. Good. <laughs> she's like damn bro like <laughs> he started like kicking and punching he's like wait the like, bro bro went like method acting he's just like no like, we gotta really sell this scene i'm like bro we're not getting paid for this like he's like bro i only ate bread and water last night bro like I, I, i'm the character fuck you mean oh man i got my gold coins <laughs> he kept his costume with he went home <laughs> no me bañao no bañao He's actually speaking, uh, what did Roman speak? Romanian? No, 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 that's stupid. No, <laughs> no this isn't Latin? Uh, Italian? Not a Latino? I don't know, dog. Every uh, time I watch the Jesus movies, they're in Spanish or English. So it <laughs> makes me think that, like, back then, they were, they were just speaking. Like, you ever think that's wild? Like, they always make, like, these movies about anything. And, like, uh, they don't use the language that it was, like, intended for. Yeah. No. Like, it's not historically accurate. It's like, I'm pretty sure they weren't using the same words I am. You it's know? like the mummy. They're like <laughs> talking in English. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like later on in the movie, like he starts speaking English. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think he... I don't, and then he has like a British accent. And you're like... When he taking English in Barreras, bro. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Fucking Thanos, bro. Like yeah. aliens, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, How exactly. y'all know English? All, like, so I'm fuck? saying across the universe and all these people are like speaking like perfect English. That's the universal language, bro. Fucking Star Wars, apparently. Yeah. También in Star Wars, yeah. So dumb. <sighs> all I know is that in all situations, I would look Mexican probably. So someone's being racist against me probably. Because I'm brown. Yeah, brown. Yeah, yeah, dude. Look. Yeah. Hang on. You're a little white. I'm brown. 
brown. No, es que you're, you're like translucent. No, yo sí estoy. Sí, güey. Estás como. Como una lagartija. Sí, güey. I can the, see your veins. The, the baby You've shown frogs. them to me. They're all like blue and shit. You can't see mine because mine are like congested. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, back to mariachi. Back to mariachi. Oh, so today's charro topic of the MF day is. What was it? Who slash what has had the biggest influence on mariachi music? Did I do it right? Because I'm not looking at it. Oh, I was on my page. It's <laughs> not <laughs> so like, oh, I was on Who page. slash what has made the biggest impact on mariachi today? DM right. if longer. Yeah, that because uh, uh, I think this is a good topic because, because it's one thing that I always like discuss like as a teacher i'm all like you know mariachi didn't start the way it we have it here in the classroom you know what i mean like i i wish i was like historically blessed where that i knew every single thing about history there are people that do know about all the mariachi history and stuff like that which i admire a lot damn we got a lot of these yeah so i thought it was a good topic like because uh obviously i feel like there's been a lot of input on what has made mariachi what it is today. Or at least what, like, a lot of these new students who are barely beginning either in sixth grade or they're, like, on their last year of high school or even in college or even, like, the people that are barely starting in outside groups, um, I think they all have an opinion on or at least an idea of who they think influenced them to get to where we are now, which is pretty crazy if you think about it. I mean, we're just playing Mexican music and we can earn credit for it we can graduate in it when this is uh, this is a, a i'm referring to schools specifically that will let you graduate with the bachelor's in knowing how to teach mariachi music like that's pretty wild considering that mariachi isn't a united states product you know like it's a it's a mexican product you know so i think it was a good topic so we let it out for you guys to 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 answer and discuss um so you want to read the first one? Yeah. Uh, this is from... Sure. Read ads or I names? think they're all anonymous, bro. Isn't this anonymous? Just make them all anonymous. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think the invention of streaming music has made mariachi more recognizable and accessible to foreigners and Americans. Without the spread of it, many places outside of Texas probably wouldn't have a strong, uh, as a strong of a presence when it comes to mariachi. What do you think about that? Well, streaming in general is freaking remarkable. Think about it, dude. Outstanding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about it. Like, I can literally just, like, be like, have you ever heard this song? No. Let me pull it up. And it's from, um, like, like, a thousand years like ago. Like the availability, you know? availability? Yeah, it's it's available to everybody in any situation at any time. I could go to a Mexican restaurant and they can technically play whatever the hell they want because they don't have a record player or a cassette tape that you have to rewind or, or, or drop the needle on. Like, you can literally just play it. It's pretty crazy to me, unless it's not obviously on the streaming service, which, again, you got to pay premium for that. You have Spotify, you have Apple Music. Apple Music. Why? Because it's cheaper. Is it? For I have student discount. I pay like $5. Wow, that's messed up. Like mother, I like have it. you had Spotify before? No. Oh, okay. Because it's pretty good. It's not mismo. Uh, yeah, I guess. But they were they were saying that something about it's 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 different. What? 
I don't know. The colors? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> red or red or green. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still pretty good. Like I, I like the fact that you can do that. Cause I mean, how many times have you listened to a record? You in your age of row, row, row. <laughs> I didn't want to see your age. I don't know how private you are. I don't know if we have we said that how old you are. No, it's okay. People thought I was thirty one last week, so yeah, that's true. I think it's I think it's the beard. At this point, I'm just gonna keep it anonymous because fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's because you have the height too. Like you have the height and you have the the facial hair. Like, yeah, you should start getting colonoscopies. Fuck. <laughs> which is which is the one where the doctor goes up your butt? Colonoscopy. Is it? Yeah. Are you sure? Colon? I don't know, bro. I really think he'd have to take me out on a date first. I feel like we have to get to know each other before. Like, I feel a little awkward about just Would walking up in there. Would it be weird if, like, someone you knew was up your butt? <laughs> like, a, it, like a someone I, that I met I, before? Yeah, <laughs> like, at least if it's, like, someone you don't... Like, a doctor you see, like, once a year, right? Okay. Like... You don't see him all the time. It was someone yeah. you knew, and it was like to primo or something. The, the I'd be embarrassed. Exactly, because I, I know what goes you, down. I know, know what them. goes down over there. So what would you want to know him? Just be like, you know what? Just do your business. Scoopele way, you know. Que no duela. He's like, sir, we have liquids for that. Like, I feel more comfortable, sir. If you scoopele, <laughs> <laughs> like give me that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, nah. I'll do it myself. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'll do it myself. What you looking for? <laughs> oh man, this guy wasn't even a doctor. Parts and Rick. Yeah, Parts and Rick. What? So, like, guy came in here and he uh, he touched my nuts or my wiener or something. He's like, that guy wasn't even a doctor. He's like, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Bro, I love the fucking scene of how he got that, that concussion. Cuando se pega en un Because he's like, yeah, he's like on the wall. He's like. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Knock yourself out real quick. <laughs> I'm scared of hospitals, way. Like I've only been there I've only been there a couple times. But it was it's usually when I'm with someone else or something for something. But uh I stepped on a nail once. Like I stepped on a nail. I know I know. And it, like here's my foot. Hey, como in there. Makes sense. Yeah. I, and like you know how they say, I didn't realize this, but you're not supposed to take things out because you could bleed out. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, you took it out. Well, yeah, it's you're now caminando. There was a board. Yeah, my dad told me to help him with house renovations, which he had guys to do. So I'm like, I'm like, why am I being forced to do this? I'm like, Dad, we got these dudes you're paying, you know. But all chamaquillo, so I was like, I had just gotten started, bro. I literally just got started. He was like, get all this trash and just go put it over there. I'm like, all right. So I keep going with a table, and I'm walking, and like a minute in, I was wearing Converse. You know how Converse have like no padding whatsoever at the bottom? So it's literally like your foot, and then like some of the sole? rubber and the yeah. sole, yeah. So I just, I can't explain that feeling. It went through the bottom, like on the curve of my foot. I just remember walking, and then the next second, I'm on the ground. Like, I felt to go, <laughs> and I'm like, and I just fell. I just literally fell. And I remember thinking, like, damn, I really stabbed myself. And then I just pulled it out. And then I took off my shoe and I was like, damn, I'm bleeding a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. And that was Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> so then. Um, pasé la peor, güey. Pasé la peor, yeah. So I remember thinking, like, damn, is the hospital even open? Like, yeah, that's but- when I. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's a hospital, right? Could you imagine? <laughs> just like, it's Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, we're not going to come in. I'll hit the doctor. Just like. <laughs> 
Sorry, there's no, no, I, no, nada. Um, <laughs> can you hold off your possible uh, you life-threatening injury until tomorrow? Can you put a bandaid over it? To <laughs> yeah. Wait till Friday, you know? Can you keep a pressure, pr- can you keep pressure on it for 24 hours? <laughs> like, damn, okay. So it's Thanksgiving Day, and then my sister took me, and they, I was more worried, worried about, do you have your tet- tetanus? Tetanus shot? Yeah. Uh, apparently, I, I wanted to make sure I had it, because if it was a rusty nail, I could have died or some shit like that. But I'm still here, so. It's all good. How did, I, how did I get on that? I don't know. From streaming services services for mariachi. I don't know. Well, that's a good point. It's a good point because <clears throat> um, a lot of the, the music that I had to get to this day, like I had to get it first through a physical CD. True. I never had cassettes, so I don't. I was never that far back. Our next one. Yeah. Um... During my senior year, I made it to the JV group. All oh, congrats. But I wasn't that happy because... Oh, can I change it? <laughs> but I wasn't that happy because it was my senior year. So then I talked to my teacher and he gave me a shot. What? Oh, I shot to audition for, for Guitarra y Golpe. <laughs> I'm like, what? The, the twist, bro. <laughs> and I guess he saw something in me and <laughs> let me in. If I hadn't done that, I probably wouldn't be there. I'm where I'm at right now. I probably would have quit after I graduated and never kicked outside of school. I started mariachi in high school and not in middle school, like a lot of my peers. Mm-hmm. Oh, me too. Well, no, I started in middle school, but I started a year late. I yeah. started in seventh grade. Right. So I guess his point is like schools, mariachi in schools. Mariachi in schools, which is, I do think is one of the biggest impacts. I I think it's a big compliment for for. I guess programs in schools, especially, because think about it. A lot of these kids, especially nowadays, a lot of a lot of the the, the schools and students now, like I don't know what kind of water they'd be drinking, but they're good, man. Like they 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 have a lot of talent that they got. I I, I get more I get more out of like seeing a middle school that's like because I'm me as a middle school teacher, you know, I'm like, you know, I've seen these kids, you know, what level they could be at you know, at a middle school, but I can, I also see like these that like really excel. And I'm like, damn dude, like think about it. Like if you're in sixth grade a year ago, you were like still picking your nose and like coloring inside the lines. And then in the span of a year or two, I think they were pre-K. <laughs> I'm like, I, I went pretty slow <laughs> in the education system. I'm like, bro. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, to this day, bro, I still, <laughs> no, <see>. mocos. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but what I'm saying is like, they could be a year or two away from that and they're singing in Spanish. They're counting. They, they understand how to play in tune, out of tune. Um, they understand key signatures. Like, like, think about it. Like, like a kid, uh, they had recess a couple years ago, like where they would just like literally... Go outside and play. I miss recess. I do miss recess. I did a lot of things during recess. Can you? Um, not bad things. I meant okay. like um, I still remember to this day, and I wonder if she's actually listening. She is. She if she listens, I guess you know who you are. So uh, I used to be cute at one point. Oh, me too. Yeah. So and I say that only because they told me I was cute. I'm not saying that to gloat. I'm saying that because apparently I was cute. Right. I picked so, you in first grade. Huh? I peaked in first grade. I think I peaked in. 
I went through an ugly duckling phase, like first, second, third grade. I Same. Think. I haven't come out yet. Represent me. But but I I know for sure. Like I can't I can't I can't really say. Like I had I had girls when I was in elementary school, so I peaked pretty early. You know what I mean? Like like they were running at me, bro. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I just had what the kids call the riz, you know? So, <laughs> like, like I remember to this day at recess, like, running from them. Oh, yeah, me too. That's how down bad they were for me. And it's it's it sucks. Cause I mean, for me, it was more like in, like, uh, like kindergarten to first grade. Okay. Because, like, yeah, like, it's like you said, like, girls, like, they don't know how to express it either, so they just kind of chase you around. Yeah, and that's, what, they, that's what I mean. Right. Like, they would chase me. Yeah. And I'm like... This is peculiar because right. I didn't know how to feel, you know, but so like, I would run. That's a, like, by ese tiempo, pa que, you know, because you have no interest in girls. You don't have, like, anything going on to, like, do <laughs> You're like, anything. to this day. <laughs> to this day. Ahorita que si, ya no. Ahorita que si, ya estoy feo, ya pa que, you know. that's what I mean by I peaked, you know, by then, by now. But recess was that time. I would just run from girls. Damn. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, one time you were out of breath. Run, one time I was, I was, uh, I was actually, I was, I had an intervention, or not intervention. What's the word? I was ambushed by three girls because they knew I had a crush on another girl. So like, they sat me in the they're, corner they're like, of how could you of the playground, and they all three sat me there, and they were all like, "So why do you like so and so?" And I remember just being, dude, this is like, out of early, and I was already in drama, bro. That's how like I found out about drama, you know. Like, so why do you like so-and-so? I'm like, you know, at that time, you're like, I don't like her. Bro, I'm in love with her. Like, you know, like, you know, like, <laughs> in, in my head, you know, you know, sabiendo nada de nada, you know, like, yeah, I was, in, I was in love with her, you know. Um, but in my head, I, I still remember that clear as day, like, sitting in that playground and them confronting me about my love with this girl, apparently. And I peaked. After that, it was all done. <laughs> it was all done. <laughs> Same. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, what was he saying? Oh, yeah. So, like, given a chance, I mean, think about it, too. Um, he's saying that he made it on Golpe, right? Yeah. Because I got to play guitar de Golpe, which is cool because I like Golpe because it's one of the more traditional instruments in mariachi. Because that's how mariachi started with a Golpe and a harp and then two violins. Um, so, you don't really see it in a lot of, like, these top groups anymore. So, like, really, when I started learning Golpe, it was like, damn, like, I'm really learning, like, historical instrument like Gasparo Vargas when he started the mariachi like he had a golpe and like nowadays you don't you don't see it anymore and you don't even see him like for sale or anything like that which is crazy um but like for sure I think if um if I didn't start playing golpe my freshman year of high school I probably wouldn't have been in the group I played golpe all four of my years no, I'm no, like, you play well. Uh, I did here and there. but my main instrument was golpe like anytime we had a performance anytime we had like a, a concert I played golpe and Pepe would play viola, and I would play it for the concerts, like because he would go out to sing. Or for competitions. Or too, for like. competition, yeah. And that's when I would play viola. But all the other years, my my main instrument was a golpe, which is really cool. Like I I liked it. And you got to play one too. You I mean you technically have a traditional instrument with harp? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not a golpe. The fuck. But but yeah, I mean it's it's cool because again, like um, it shows that like a lot of these instruments, if they're if they're still taught. Um, the legacy of a guitar de golpe will still continue to be there. I mean, look, oh, you can see it here, like in the in the post, you can see it more on your side. This is a Silvestre Vargas, with what I'm assuming is, I mean, someone who knows history. Uh, this is a guitar de golpe. I'm hope I'm, I'm 
thinking it's maybe uh, what's his name is uh, Gaspar, which is his dad. I wonder if that would that's actually his. Pretty sure, yeah. I'm guessing that would be his golpe, right? Or his? Yeah, like uh, you can see it down here where I'm pointing at. But this is a golpe. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, let me read the next yeah. one. Um, oh yeah, no. Are you reading the the, one, the DMs? Yeah. Start with the bagels <clears throat> first. I read this one. So, um, what was the theme Bezos again? Bezos next. Yeah. What was the theme again? We got to re- repeat it in case someone's barely tuning in. Uh, Who or slash what has made the biggest influence in Mariachi music yeah. today? Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So, uh, this person says, I feel like there aren't really big Mariachi artists currently, especially since the passing of Vicente Fernandez, um, Joan Sebastian, Juan Gabriel. The oldest artist is maybe Alejandro Fernandez, and I wouldn't consider him a mariachi, mariachi, you know. Uh, Mexican music is a bit more Americanized, influenced by black culture with the designer clothing, chains, cars, themes, drug references. Someone that I believe is currently influencing mariachi right now is Angel Aguilar. She obviously comes from a very popular Mexican slash mariachi family, even though I don't personally listen to her. Listen to her. She still maintains the instrumentation of mariachi with a more modern sound slash, oh, modern sound slash modern theme. Luis Miguel is the is the one that has been carrying mariachi music for a while as well. What do you think? You start. We'll start with you. <laughs> Toby's like, I got an opinion. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with yeah, what specifically. Cool. Let's let's break this down. Yeah, I'm like, nah. <laughs> I was a little mad. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, oh, go ahead. Not totally. I was just gonna say, like the, um, I do think that since the passing of Vicente Fernandez, I can't. Well, th- that's what they said, right? He was like the last one of those big mariachi singers that was alive. Pedro Infante, Jorge Negrete. Um, I'm talking about the bells, obviously. Um, so it's what did I say? Uh, Pedro Infante, Jorge Negrete, uh, Javier Solis, Jose Alfredo Jimenez. Um, I mean, there's more. Este Antonio Aguilar was back then a big influence. Uh, Vicente, obviously, like just to name a few. But once he passed away, I mean, I kind of agree with the way he's saying that, like, a lot of the music that we kind of hear of right now is is influenced not which isn't bad but it's it's influenced a lot on other genres that are maybe more americanized like for example like right now lo que se está haciendo muy grande is like the actually there's a there's a term for it because you know how narco corridos became a thing like tumbados este corridos tumbados now they're adding to those the to those corridos que tenían nomás corrido instrumentation of corrido tumbado they're adding uh, the sound of uh, how he was saying, like, black culture. So they ha- they take 808s. You know what 808 is? It's that very, very low bass frequency. Okay. Where you hear in rap music, like when you hear a car passing by, you hear... Yeah. So they're adding elements of that into that of of uh, of uh, of their narco corrido or tumbado type of sound. So it now it becomes almost like a hip-hop corrido tumbado. Does that okay. make sense? So, like, again, it's not bad. And if you listen to them, like, I don't have anything against them. Because, honestly, like, they they sound cool to me. Um, but they have their own sound. Like, everything is always 
mixing with one thing or another. Because if you would have asked me if like something like that would mix with like 808 production of hip hop and stuff like that, I don't know if I would say like, oh yeah, that sounds like something I listen to. But that is what is becoming popular on radios in Mexico or even here with all the like La Juventud Ahorita de los Niños que the cuz, if you will. Like, that's what they're listening to. Like, literally uh, listening to stuff like that, which is a blend of all of these different genres. Um, but I guess back to his main point, saying that there isn't, like, a big singer like that that's, like, currently making mariachi, like, super relevant. I mean, the, uh, since Vicente, I mean, can you say there is anybody? Because his argument is that he's saying Angel Aguilar, which... Well, I thought, like, the question was, like, biggest impact. Which I don't think has to be artistic, like essentially, you know. Okay. Because it can also be the people behind the scenes, like or not behind the scenes, Ooh, just like. That's a good Because it also point. be like the marachi directors. I think they could have a big impact too. Like lo que es como Carlos Martinez, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Guzman. You're talking there, for those who don't the, know; those are like the that, musical directors yeah, for these big mariachis who make all these arrangements that you guys hear, like in recordings, you know. Okay. I think like. Yeah, like Vicente is a big uh, impact and Juan Gabriel, pero quien hizo los arreglos, you know? Who made that style sound the way it is? Uh, so you're you going know? like um, behind the scenes. Well, I'm going to of. like where like kind of, I want to get like to its root, you know? Which mm-hmm. is the thing is these people that like have their family like rooted in, in this whole style. Oh, mariachi, right? Yeah. You're talking about mariachi yeah. specifically. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. well, esa es la pregunta. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I think, like, that's where it all really is, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like if, if like, you 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 got these people together and they all made, like, an opinion, everybody's going to follow that opinion, you okay. know? Because I think they're the ones with the biggest influence because they have, you could say, like, the, the, the street cred, right? Because they come from this family and they have, like, the reputation because they've done things that uh, that you hear everywhere on radios, that's them doing all this work, you know? Are you talking about someone specifically? No. Oh, okay. No, I'm talking broadly because like, I can't really think of anyone. Okay. You could even th- think of like uh, uh, Eddie Lopez, who's made a lot of arrangements that you guys have heard and you probably don't, don't know it was him. Like yeah. Cien Años. But, uh, oh, the one that was covered or yeah. with Maluma and yeah, este, yeah. Carlos Rivera. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I think those people are the ones that really have, like, this huge impact of how, like, Marechi, where Marechi's heading and how it's going to sound. Yeah. Well, I mean, you if know? you think about it, yeah, because I don't think that's, I I could be wrong, but when he made that arrangement for, for that, that came out with, I mean, it was a popular song. I mean, to the point where, yeah. I mean, a group like us, like Mariachi Allende, will get asked that song specifically. Yeah. Um, exactly. You know, and if, if you're a Maluma fan, casually, like if you're a Maluma or a Carlos Rivera fan who don't, these guys don't traditionally sing mariachi or anything, but they have this song that is a mariachi arrangement. Now you're opening up that door, yeah, to someone that listens to Maluma. Yeah. Oh, have you heard that Maluma song with este, with mariachi or whatever? Now they know what yeah. that is. Because so, yeah, before right. that, like, yeah, you have Pedro Infante, Jorge Negrete. Yeah. Pero quien hacía esos arreglos? Rigoberto Alfaro? Oh, I don't know about him. Pero yeah, Ruben Fuentes. I, yeah, don't ask me because honestly, like, I, like, I don't know the. But you're right. You're, like someone had to have written those um, arrangements for someone who now has become an icon yeah. of mariachi, you, or, or at least that type of music, mariachi music. Yeah, because yeah. it's good that you have a good sound. Like yeah. you know, Vicente had this good sound, but like yeah. the the people in the back that are giving you this like really nice background or umbrella, you want, whatever you want to call it, yeah. they're the ones giving like 
it's a, it's la crema del taco, you know, yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. gives it that taste, you know. Wow. So that's that's why I think like yeah, artists matter because they represent it and they put it out there. Yeah. Pero the ones that put that nice little ribbon and that that, that little uh picture, that's the yeah. guys in the back. Yeah. You know, like like Ruben Fuentes really shaped a lot of things, you yeah, know, like Ruben Fuentes. Like uh writings of his you still hear today and it sounds like it's from this era, but it's from his time. From it's a, it's came almost from him. It's kinda like how they say, you know, music that's ahead of its time or music that yeah, is timeless. I think he was. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because like yeah, at the time that was new and and if if that got adapted today, you would still think that it could be current yeah. because of the sound or the way that it's arranged, the way that it's written. You know what I mean? Sadly. Um because, yeah, I mean, mariachi, the way that it kind of got started is, and I always tell this, like, to my students, but just, like, people singing about what was going on in their town. Yeah. I mean, Dr. G would tell us that all the time. Like, they talked about real life, like, things that they just saw in their town. Like, the the trees are growing, so let's let's just write about the trees or this or that, this or that. And that's what the music was to them. But now it's, like, it's so much broader. Like, it's such a spectrum to what music becomes. Yeah, and it um, came from that. So, like, they... Like they saw that structure and they're like, okay, copy and paste, you know, yeah. or like this this time make a little yeah. bit different, and next time different, next mm -hmm. time they're like, and it shapes into what you have today, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's why I think it's kind of like, see what but so so uh, let me ask you this: so are you saying that like, so these big artists like the ones that I've mentioned, because yeah, this goes back to what este what's his name was telling me, uh, Doctor G was telling us in his episode where he talked about how. Pedro Infante didn't want to be a singer, like, for mariachi. Or, sorry, did not want to be a singer, like, the mariachi. Like, yo no soy charro, yo soy, I'm an opera singer. Yeah. So when it goes back to that, you're right. Like, maybe the person that's in the back writing these arrangements, so would you say that they were more of an influence? I think they were more of a, fuck, what's the word? Someone that projects it. Like, there's someone that, that makes, they are noticeable to a people and like when the people hear that they're like that's kind of cool you know like okay and then like they're the ones that bring it out okay you know because i mean robert Fuentes said himself he's like pues yo no canto muy bien pero yeah yo escribo y ellos la cantan you know i think what we're describing currently is kind of the the disconnect between producers and rappers in hip-hop because a lot of people say the same thing about hip-hop yeah. the reason i say that is because i really love hip-hop yeah a lot of hip-hop artists and rap artists and how he was saying with black culture. I mean, hip-hop has been part of black culture. I mean, they created it, you know? Yeah. So, again, a lot of people to this day now, especially now with how, bro, like, there's, like, kids that are, like, in, in middle school or, like, early high school making beats for artists like Drake or, you know, that, you know yeah. for all these different artists that, you know, are popping, you know, right? Um, and really, they're making beats out of their, like, their room. But, like, who's the one that gets the biggest recognition? But obviously the artists because yeah. they're the ones that perform um, the the song in stadiums, you know, put it out on, on a CD and everything. But who produced the beat? Yeah, and I always hear, too, like, like yeah, like, maybe he's a good rapper, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I always hear, like, dude, that's a sick beat. Like, that beat is, yeah. like, it's what brings it out, you know? Like Yeah, and, and that's why when you see a lot of those comments, you could, uh, or like comments, like, on YouTube videos, a lot of them say, like, dude, this is un, uh, like producers get such a uh, underrated. I think what we're saying is that a lot of these people who shaped mariachi are underrated because yeah. because if it wasn't for their influence, if just giving them like I, I'm com I'm comparing their music the musical arrangements to to beat makers or producers yeah, yeah. in rap because what they both do is they put it out there 
for someone who has the talent like to sing it or perform it or whatever and they're the ones that make it popular because yeah. it's now becoming this huge thing but the ones who actually created you know not to say one's better than the other but i'm saying we got to pay attention to those people that yeah. did it and it's first. i mean like uh like for me like 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 uh like in sports for me right like yeah you see all these great athletes but who are the ones you like you know how many people like spend their time to make like someone like i don't know like um like Tom Brady, you know, you have like a coach behind them and like a nutritionist behind them, like right. doing all this work oh, to yeah. be like, yeah. you know, just can train. You have to train like this. You have to eat this. You have to. You have to rest. We're gonna get these things for you for yeah. recovery. You know, a lot of people go into like putting out what you see, mm. but you don't see like a lot of the stuff that can be appreciated from them. Right? Does yeah, that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And it's what I think that happens with with Marachi, You know, like yeah, like. Uh, if you ask a Mexican right now who Robin Fuentes was, they're not gonna. Most likely, <laughs> That's no a one. Good fucking point. Yeah, you know, no one's gonna like point. really be like, "Pues, un actor." Yeah. You know, un actor. it sounds like an actor name. Like, Robin yeah, Fuentes, Robin Fuentes yeah. to me. Uh, I did think he was an actor once because oh, I, I think uh, there's a Mexican actor. I think his name is Ruben Blades or something like that, okay. or something like that. I okay. always thought it was him <laughs> until I learned mariachi history, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, Ruben Fuentes. Oh, it's another dude." Like, yeah. Or, like, when I would, like, see... You know how like they have, like, Guapangos de Ruben Puentes or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I was like, who is this dude they're always playing for? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? I'm like, why are they always, like... Who's Ruben yeah. Puentes, bro? Homenaje a Ruben Puentes. I'm like, what did he do or what? Por qué? Like, like, yeah, me all ignorant, like, chiquillo. I'm like, el presidente. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, but, yeah, man, that's a, that's a really good point that, like, um, if it... Yeah, if you ask... I mean, yeah, we've seen this before. We've talked about this, but, like... People at gigs don't know. They'll hire a mariachi, run out of songs within the first three songs because they want the idea of a mariachi, but oh, so. they don't know mariachi. They just want the, or they want the aesthetic too. Like, yeah. You know, like have a uh, traditional Mexican party. Like, yeah. So, tienes un mariachi o tienes una banda or something, you know? And then they serve then like, like Tex-Mex. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, so it's like... Uh, it's like uh, hard crust tacos. Or it's ahorita que va a ser tiempo de, de Cinco de Mayo. No, Everybody re re is suddenly reminded that mariachis exist and that we are the official music of Mexico, yeah. like the we, of the whole country, mariachi music. So that's when, like, oh, we're having a Cinco de Mayo party. You know, we we absolutely need a group. So we get there, and it's like oh, we played at the retirement homes. Well, that's different. Yeah. Retirement homes, they're just happy to <laughs> see other people. I guess. They're happy to be noticed, bro. Yeah, like, los viejitos are like, you know, <laughs> eating their pudding. You know, like. Yeah, go. <laughs> yeah. No, well, they're always like American too. Like, so, oh, well, yeah, yeah, los güeritos, yeah, ya viejitos. <laughs> oh, I like the, I like the young people. So, yeah. Like in my day. Yeah. Uh, uh, but one? yeah, that that's a really good point, man. Damn, this is, this is, sounds like a good podcast. I like. Oh, that, is that it? Uh, those else? were the DMs. Uh, uh, someone else said mariachi in school programs, which which we kind of talked about. So, yeah, um, I think mariachi, to this day, man, and me as a teacher, I see it every day. Like, um, a lot of the best teachers now, and, I've, and, and um, I'm seeing this firsthand because as a director, like, I interact with a lot of people that I performed with. I think I, I told you this last time, right? Like, back when I was at Texas State, I was, I was like, the young Vuela player that came in and started performing with the group. Everybody there was older than me. But everybody was in there and they're there for college and they were going to graduate in a couple of years to become educators. Okay. Um, so like in that, if I look at if you look at the picture of like Texas State's group back then when I was there, like everybody there has gone on, almost everybody um, has gone on to become an educator. 
like with me included. So like now when I see like these people that I, <laughs> I've seen them in their good times and their bad times and you know yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like I'm reminded of a lot of stuff. And then when I see them, you know, they're educators. They're like the people that are molding the next couple of yeah. musicians. So and, I'm like, damn, that's fucking crazy. And you man. know what? Uh, I'm going back to Ruben Fuentes because I guess I'm a big fan. I don't know. I'm but like, he damn, even bro. Said, Uh-oh. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. He's, anyway. <laughs> he's, he said it because there's, there's interviews of him talking about, like, you know, where Marachi's heading. And he said it, like, in the U.S., like, se le tiene más amor al Marachi. Because you have these schools that, like, uh, and he said it, like, this was, like, fuck, I don't know what it was. I want to say 70s, 80s. It was uh, an old interview. Yeah. And he said it, like, you know, and in, in, in the U.S., like, in the in the South, you see a lot of groups coming from schools and, like, they sound really good. You know, like, you, you don't see that in Mexico at all. So I can see how, like, like obviously educators that are in those schools teaching marachi are like right they have to be one of those big movements because they're the ones that are raising a new generation for it you know mm-hmm. and like if Ruben Fuentes said it bro like like yeah. i said if someone big says it everybody's gonna say it yeah you know because no. it like they have a different vision they have a different point of view because they're like at the top yeah you know well now that you say that now it tells me también like i mean we we interviewed roberto lopez on here who was the first Mexican-American yeah. mariachi member for Mariachi Vargas. But then how he's saying, like, the United States, or just in general, I mean, a lot of these musicians that are in the top groups today are American. Yeah. And they're representing mariachi music from Mexico in a whole different spectrum. Mm-hmm. Like, look at Mariachi Sol de Mexico. Look at Mariachi Los Camperos. Mariachi Cobre, who have always been... Who come top. from schools that used to do all this whole thing, like competition stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, look at all of uh, members from Sol de Mexico. Look at members from Mariachi Los Camperos coming from... Oh, from Texas, which is great. Because, yeah. I mean, that's where we're from. Um, but a lot of them, again, like, you can trace back their roots to starting in mariachi programs at their house, at, uh, in their house, and then eventually into their middle school, into their high school, into a college career. And now, I mean, when you you when you when watch YouTube comments of like, so de Mexico or Cobre or Camperos watching these videos and stuff like that, they say on there like, mira esos americanos, like, tocan bien y quince. Yeah. And, and they appreciate the fact that we're, again, some of them will even say something like that where it's like, you know, like, Mariachi's from Mexico, and you can, as you can see, like the Americans are doing way more than we are, you know. Yeah. Um, and it just goes to show, like you know, uh, uh, if you can start it into like a school system, um, and, and become known to be in one of those top groups. I mean, there's your influence right there. Like, what has influenced now that these new recordings are all people that are Mexican American or coming from this? I mean, Steve Carrillo speaks perfect English. Or from Mariachi Cobre, perfect English. Like he sounds when he sounds and talks in English. I mean, he's he's American, you know. So he has like a una voz yeah. americana, you know. But again, like these re- reference recordings that probably mariachis are playing in Mexico right now come from Mariachi Cobre, you know. So it's 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 crazy to see like the influence that came from right here también in America. Um, someone else said Rigoberto Alfaro, which again, um. Agreed. Big influence. I think even today it's still too. I mean, yes, viejito, you know, and he's still coming out to. I and mean, he's last still year, arranging, right? He's still arranging. Yeah, he came out to last year's Albuquerque conference, and he was there. He said it was going to be his last one. Um, oh, bro. Yeah, he had said oh. he had mentioned that it was probably going to be his last one. But yeah, once I'm guessing he's getting a little older, you know, and I don't know, you he's know, he's done with, enough. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, 
he has, you know, like um, the 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 amount of arrangements, kind of like you said, he's made for artists. I mean, you would probably wouldn't know that unless you look at the back of the CD and you look up, you know, arranged by Roberto yeah. Alfaro, you know, and so his influence can be spread all over, even though, again, you ask a Mexican, who, you know who Roberto Alfaro is? Um, is that an actor? <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of like that, you know? Is that a comedian? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Netflix special. And they to be telling you like, um, no, sir, but do you know Junior H? <laughs> like, <El Co>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't know cum music. <laughs> you wouldn't know, bro. <laughs> uh, um, oh, look, someone wrote Channel Beans podcast. Hey, appreciate Hopefully you. He's just like, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I like to think that this podcast, if anything, is just trying to shed a light on mariachi not being so serious i don't think we've ever been serious people like oh i think i think we should put out a new uh advertisement like don't trust us for facts or oh sometimes yes uh, uh, (laughs) sometimes like uh we'll ask each other something like how does this work like don't don't go around like hey i heard this in shadow beans like this (laughs) has to be true like no way like we're literally trying to keep it together like you know like i can barely talk sammy hasn't slept in days like (laughs) like bro (laughs) you know i can't be trusted with what i've been sleep deprived yeah what i'm saying don't quote us like just get them an idea like okay like right now we're talking about like yeah history okay yeah don't be like Roberto Alfaro said this no way like <laughs> I think he said it like <laughs> like you know like it's nothing n- nothing yeah this, this is that 100% accurate you know yeah. <laughs> or, or, it might fi- be. or 50 like it's 50 50 bro you know yeah. like, I guess I know yeah. what you're saying like uh keep in mind like I we are not experts like yeah. we didn't study coming here like we didn't, we didn't come up here like hey we want to talk about like este Rigoberto yeah. en los 80 no like it was just like I think that was him <laughs> yeah. you know it it could have been like, because uh, I can picture some people like, no mames, we estos güey no saben, no saben nada. No, we don't. Yeah, like, that, like, we, like, that's we exactly really right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think you got us there, bro. Like, because <laughs> yeah. uh, we've said it before. Like, um, I'm a lot of the information I got was from talking to people who are the experts. You know, yeah. So like, I can't, I can't be held accountable for what I have said. You know, I'm, I'm going based off of the things I am. I'm kind of sure <laughs> from what, from what we can remember, you right? Know, like, exactly. So, so, like, we're in the heat of the moment. Like, yeah, yeah. I could yeah. I could have said something like because I, I can see that someone just yeah. home like, pendejo ese yeah. like that's not even that's not even right. I'm like, it's well, just it probably isn't. <laughs> yeah, just get the main idea. Yeah, right? get the like, main idea. Exactly. It's our opinion yeah. too, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Someone right now is like writing us as a reference. And, uh, someone else said El Zombie, aka Noe Garcia, Taylor Fuentes from their YouTube tutorial bits. I think those two guys, uh, if anything, they are one of the bigger, well, they are the bigger YouTube um, reference things. And I can only say that too because, I mean, me as a teacher, like, they will tell me, like, hey, I've seen these videos on YouTube that, you know, they teach you how to play this song and this and this song. So they have, I think Zombie was one of the first ones to, like, really start posting consistently on YouTube back then. So. <laughs> I mean, he's been around for yeah. a while, you know, so he has that reputation as well. Taylor Fuentes, I've never seen too many of his videos, but from what I have seen, he does a lot of tutorial help as well. So I think I think those are good things to do to, like, practice songs that, like, maybe your director hasn't given you. Like, if you're, like, a, I'm, I'm, cause I'm assuming a lot of students watch this or even, like, chambiadores at work, like, in Mexico and stuff like that because you'll see the comment where it's, like, Muy buen video. Me puede um, dar un tutorial de so and so, so and so. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's, like, it's yeah, yeah. like, nice video, but can you please put out this one? Yeah. This is like, dude, like, 
No ves que he just tried to put one out. You know? <laughs> but those are always funny to me. They're like, muy buen video, pero por favor, puedes hacer esta. Ya es la tercera vez que te he pedido. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just like, damn. Like, they always get me. Uh, but yeah, I think for sure, like, well, nowadays, I mean, social media is a marketing tool. Like, so for anything, I mean, TikTok will give you millions of dollars dollars for putting out, like, funny videos. Like, that's pretty crazy. Like, you could be just some random kid who started posting, like, quality content, and now all of a sudden, like, you're verified on Twitter or YouTube or Facebook or whatever, right? And kids, I mean, that's I, I've had assignments at my school where I tell them, what do you guys want to be when you grow up? You know how many people told me streamer? They wrote in their paper, like, a streamer or a YouTuber, or I want to be a... Um, uh like verified on this or whatever like that's their career path which isn't bad but how many of those are gonna actually do that you yeah. know what i mean if i'm not i'm not i'm not trying to shit on anybody's like hopes and aspirations you know they're like well, the ones that are famous because they're so different you know and and they're so like organically funny like and you have to cut through the noise because yeah. like now that it's They say it's like it's never been easier to go viral or become like an internet sensation. Because, yeah, think about it. Back then when you used to go viral, you were like a celebrity because YouTube was the only thing you could really put out. Like you would become popular on YouTube because of a viral video. Yeah. Now everything I scroll on TikTok is viral. Like it's it's gotten like, you know, 50K likes or whatever. And it's being on the Earth For You page. But now you're just like a footnote. In every single swipe, yeah. you're just like, "Haha, that was freaking hilarious!" And yeah, because because boom. because it's so easy to go viral, it's also easy to fade out. Because once yeah. once you're viral, now the next second someone else is, and yeah. now you're like in the back, you're yeah. old news, you know. And and the, and again, it's 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 not easy to do. Like that's that's the thing I heard in me going to journal to uh, mass communication school when I was in college. I mean, that was my co my career. It was, it was, you have to cut through the noise. And by noise, meaning now you have to cut through all the social media, all the things that you could watch on streaming services. If you still watch TV, you know, if you need to go to the movies, like, how are you going to make your content different than all that enough to stay relevant? Like, it's hard, bro. It's, it's hard. But a lot of students think that it's easy because it kind of is. But again, it's not a career path. I can know? see it turning into a career path, though. It can. No, I, I would love if this show itself became something that, you know, replaces everything we have to do in our lives where mm -hmm. this is our only job. But, I mean, you have to cut through the noise. You know, like, it's it's, it's hard to do. It's easy. it's not easy. Um, but definitely, like, with YouTube and stuff like that, especially for Mariachi, like, um, now it is easier than ever to try to put something out there and try to make Mariachi relevant And keep making it relevant because, again, that, I think the only way Mariachi dies is if we stop talking about it or we stop um, using it as a tool to to elevate Mexico or uh, the country it came from. Because um, I think I think because people ask us all the time, like, do we think Mariachi will die? You know, um, people say that like Tejano isn't as popular as it used to be. Tejano was blowing up when Selena was around and all that, that and those groups. Tejano is like, I mean, I only hear Tejano if I'm in San Antonio, honestly. Uh, which isn't bad. I mean, I personally don't like Tejano. Robert would be like, oh, oh why don't you like Tejano, bro? Because like, he lost are you, it. Are you stupid? Or, or are you stupid or something? <laughs> yeah. uh, but but it's not as popular as it once was, you know? So there could be, a, I mean, people can argue right now that Mariachi isn't as popular. I mean, yeah. it's popular in schools. And, you know, right now it's a UIL event in Texas. And, and but I mean. It's more like a sport now. 
Or Can yeah, in Texas, it? it's uh, it's very competitive. It's very competitive. I mean, you you breathe and they decrease they they decrease points. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> too deep. He, we got him. We <laughs> fucking got him. You just see him take a breath. You know, uh, but for sure, it's 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 becoming crazy here, like in Texas to. Um, it basically feels like the Super Bowl, you know, of of musical events. Yeah. You know? Um, and at the same time, we're still fighting band and orchestra for relevancy and, and choir. You know? Well, I don't think we've got it now in Texas. At least I feel like we have our. I mean, we have a good chunk of attention. I feel at least like in the south and central. I believe that this has been the biggest step forward in mariachi being relevant. Yeah. I I agree with that. Um, do I think that will one day be as big as band and orchestra? Time oh, will t- no. I mean, at the same time, time, tell, bro, at the same time we are in the U.S. where there's like uh, a stronghold in certain things that you can't really change. If You know what I mean? Uh, are you referring to the fact that we have to make ourselves relevant? Like in, we're like we're always going to be seeing as not from here. You know, I was going to say we're not. As uh, what's the word? We're we're not as disciplined as orchestra oh, or no, band. No, no, uh, no. I think I think we're there. No, we know we are. But like, but like to be recognized for it to to people that don't play our music. Let me tell you why. I still remember. Do you remember solo and ensemble? Yeah. Um, I think I, I think I did it too. So if you don't know what that is, and this is your first time ever hearing that, solo and ensemble is basically like. Before when we were relevant in UIL or doing big competitions like that, you could do solo and ensemble for mariachi. Um, and I remember this back when we were at Northside back then, but they allowed us to go in front of a judge and perform what we had and they would give you a rating, basically. You get a rating for the group. Um, I remember we went to to a, to a solo and ensemble performance. Um, and when we got there, we're the only mariachi. Like we're everybody else that was there was there for like band or orchestra or whatever. But we were in this huge facility with we're the only ones that are fully in uniform, Mexican uniform, right? We're all predominantly Hispanic kids. I don't think we at the time we had any at the time I remember, I don't think anybody of us was a different race or a different um um Wait, what? from Go a back. different place. Go back, come on. Like, in, it, when we were there, like, all of us, we're all Hispanic kids from Northside, okay. you know? So, we were all in Traje. We all showed up to this place, and we went. And I, I still remember this to this day, because I remember we were walking into the place, and, like, they shouted at us, like, ha, ha, hi, hi, like, a bunch of hueritos from, I don't know, wherever. Um, and they were just, like, making fun of our attire, you know? Okay. So, like, they, to me, that signaled that, like, they don't respect our what we're trying to put out there as far as our discipline and trying to make it as relevant like because that's why we were there we were trying to get a rating just like the, everybody that was there same thing as the orchestras that are, they're all trying to get a rating and do everything but i feel like mariachi especially it, like if you don't play it you just think of it as where you already see mariachis in a scene on a sitcom where we're just playing like la cucaracha or mariachi loco or something like that like that we don't have these huge arrangements with a lot of musicality and stuff like that. It could be seen very differently from someone who doesn't play the music that we play. Almost like if it wasn't, what's the word? Not proper. But if it wasn't like as 
disciplined. That's what I'm trying to say. I think you're still going back to my point, though. What's like, your point? because we're not, it's not from here, like, it's going to be seen as something that's secondary. Like, I can picture someone, uh, like a higher up, right? What like, do you mean by like, a higher up? I don't know. I don't know how the system works in for a district, but someone that like is in charge of like like budgets or, um. Oh, okay, so yeah, know, the higher ups. You know, yeah, right, right. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, was tra- I was trying to get like an actual like name for it, but I know what you, yeah. I know what you mean. You know, you and mean. I can picture him saying like, okay, you know, Marachi's doing very well. I can see bands doing okay, orchestras doing okay. Yeah. You know, but Marachi's not from here. You know, like. We we they want to see like those parents go like for the band w- w- meets I don't know what they what, what uh, they have where are you uh, talking about where band specifically only yeah I don't well no it doesn't matter point is they're gonna look at band and orchestra as their primary uh, there it's called your bread and butter like that's 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 your shit that's the shit for sure them. you know like yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. they're gonna be like well my is kind of like see they're doing well but like there shouldn't be a priority because they're not from here if that makes sense no i know what you mean it's like because it, yeah i feel like it can be recognized like like how can you not see like a balloon player like you know digging into his strings and like you know great form great intonation they're, like you can't deny stuff like that mm-hmm. you know and that's why i feel like it, it's gonna it's always gonna come back to like okay they're good but they're not from here like why should they get our full support you know mm-hmm. yeah that, that that's a good argument, man. I mean, I because <laughs> I mean, like what I'm saying is that uh, me as an educator, like I see, I see it, man. Like you know, and which is funny because our instruments are a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah, the guitars like a hundred bucks, two less than two hundred bucks for a good one. You know, <laughs> the um, the sellers like, bro, shut the fuck up. Like they're like selling for like five times that. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, no, like our instruments are cheaper. You know, like it takes a lot less money. I would feel like to. To start a program, I mean, I haven't talked about, you know, you know how many people are wanting to start programs in Texas? Right now that I was at TMEA. I heard a lot. Dude, everywhere. Because, again, we are fighting to get relevancy. But it's getting, it's spreading its wings enough to where I can see people going to these workshops at, at TMEA or something, for example, to learn how to start a mariachi program from scratch. We got a dude, you know, uh, ladies and, and or I mean, um, girl teachers, guy teachers, like, yeah, mas grandes or, or whatever. But they're coming in with the experience in orchestra or band and they're coming in and like, I think we can start my issue program in my school. Like, I'm interested enough to try it. Yeah. So they'll come in and they'll, and they'll watch a presentation to be like, okay, how do you start one? And they'll sit there and, and, and they'll listen to the arguments to try to do it. Which is pretty crazy because again, <laughs> the, the PowerPoint is like things you need is like un guitarron, dos guitarras, una botella. Like la botella is for you, you know, after school. Yeah. After stress, te la chingas. Yeah. Yeah. No, but but it's it's cool to see because again, like I I do think we're always going to be on that uphill uphill battle yeah. with mariachi because again we're always going to be at disadvantage. We're at it, yeah. We're we're the underdogs. Think about it. We're we're literally the underdogs, and I do think also it come it, it would be a lot better too if all directors and everybody fought for for it together. I I do feel sometimes too that a lot of directors and and music stuff like that because I mean with like anything you want to be the best football team you want to be the best soccer team. But 
again, I feel like they don't have to fight for relevancy. They're already yeah. a main sport at a school. If we're all fighting each other, like as directors, I'm not saying this is what's going on, but I'm saying like if 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 that is happening, if we're too busy fighting each other, like we're we're not fighting the big fight, which is like to make my music relevant in in this state and not just this or state. Or at least keep it at the, the same level as like all the other institutions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? No, yeah, for sure. Mi humilde opinión, güey. En mi humilde opinión. Yeah. But um, I think, yeah, so back to our main point with Charo Tapaka the day is I think a lot of outside influences obviously are the things that are keeping um, and still making mariachi what it is to this day. I mean, because we were, we, <laughs> who knows how it's going to be in a couple of years. I, I, I really don't know. But I mean, just based off of the arrangements and stuff like that um, with nowadays that we're hearing, I mean, we're hearing mariachi a lot more you know, on the radio. And again, that's because of the artists and the people that are writing these arrangements for these artists that are blowing it up into proportion to make it relevant again. So we don't know where it's going to be like in a couple of years. Because, I mean, no matter what, at a competition, people will still be playing the classics, no matter what. But at some point, to stay relevant, we're probably going to be playing more like that. Stuff like going into directions of today's music. Um, Simone. So I think it's going to happen, you know, but it's... Again, uh, mariachi is much different, obviously, than it started off on. Like I said, we don't even use the guitarra de golpe anymore. Which is what you're supposed to do, you know? Yeah. Like, everything just changes. Like, you can't help it. Yeah, I mean, if mariachi stayed the way it was, with a harp, two violins, and a guitarra, which someone actually, uh, I didn't say that one, uh, what was the biggest influence in mariachi, like, being today? One of them said Porfirio, Porfirio Diaz's government on, on Facebook, someone sent me And if you don't know the story behind that, it's because Porfirio Diaz had Vargas play at what? The... You know. Um, he made them... Again, we don't know all the facts. He made them like the official... The official uh, uh, mariachi uh, of the police department. Yeah. No. Yeah. See? See. I taught it in my class. Okay. So I really hope I was correct. <laughs> <laughs> But yes... Uh, They, oh no, sorry. <laughs> I don't know if I'm getting this wrong. They did become. Uh, Era como like the, the, the signature of Mexico, no? Or was that someone else? I don't You're know. You're talking about the 1920s now? Yes, because uh, Mariachi Vargas came to, to Mexico City and established yeah. himself there afterwards. Um, and Porfirio. Point is, Porfirio Diaz had something yeah. to do with this. Like, you he look put it him up. up. He put like. Mariachi more on the on on the spotlight. Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> We have to get Dr. G back. Like maestro, like, yeah. <laughs> point is, uh, oh, back to my main point before I went into that. A lot of influences or a lot of things have made mariachi relevant to what it is today. If it would have stayed the way it did, which was two violins, the harp, and the golpe. I mean, it could have stayed in Mexico. It could have stayed in those little towns. I mean, it's kind of like how he told us before. I mean, uh, Silvestre Vargas would go around stealing people's sones. I was like, listening to the sones like, damn, that's pretty good. You cooking up some good words. So then they record it with Vargas, and then and, and then, then you're and like, then in the guy the, the publitos like, that's a good. So 
there go your old song right there, bro. What the fuck? Like, I knew that, bro, and he was here, dude. He was bar creeping. Bar for bar, word for word. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> How dare they play it in tune, too, bro? Like, <laughs> you know? Like, but, like, they, okay, they, so... If if mariachi would have stayed the way it was, I mean, does that mean that it would even be relative? Would we even be playing mariachi here in the United States? Would it have stayed just in Mexico? What if, to this day, like, would I be a golpe player only? Would you just be a, a harp player? And were no trumpet ever came, because there was no trumpet there either. So would it have just stayed uh, how Silvestre wanted it, where it was just a mariachi full of strings? I think it was Gaspar that wanted it. No, Silvestre. Was Silvestre? Silvestre. He st- for a while he resisted the trumpet until yeah he got that trumpet with Miguel Martinez. Because I thought he was like real buddy buddies with Miguel. Who? Silvestre. Yeah, like for a while he wanted to keep it as uh, instrument instrumentos de cuerdas for his group, and then he resisted and resisted until he was like, all right, fine, we'll add the trumpet because other tr- other people in Mexico City were already using trumpet. Okay. But he wanted to keep it tradicional. Yes, he se quedó, pero. He was like, all right, I guess we'll get a trumpet. And then Miguel Martinez entered the picture. And then the rest is history. Yeah. So let's get into Charro Chat because we didn't even talk about the weekend. Damn, that one had a platica, way. Okay, I want to go home. Charro Chat this week. Um, you this guys. This is for you, bro. I'll be on TikTok. No, you got to be listening. You got to offer your opinion. How did Sammy get such a good agility? I don't think you want to know how, you how I got it. good agility. I don't practice. I just see. I'm practical. I just, I just. Do okay, it. but when you did practice, like when I did practice, I would just listen to a lot of music and try to play it until I could play it. Because <laughs> you know what I mean. You know, like if you can't play it, you just try really hard. It's do or die. You practice until you can do it. Yeah. So that's all I did. You know how hard it was trying to play like I don't know like uh uh what's a como. Because I, I I remember, like, I learned Valencia, like, by ear. Because Dr. G gave me that album. Te imaginas, wey? Like, because I, I, I figured out the chords. But El Manico, you're like, like, as a middle schooler, you yeah. kind of, like, hold up. Tres redobles in one measure, bro. <laughs> in, in one what measure. What the yeah. fuck? Like, yeah. Fucking witchcraft, bro. How about yeah. to, to do this, bro? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because, like, Dr. G was the one that first opened my eye with those uh, Tepalcatepec recordings. Oh, yeah. Are you Because you were, were you in that van? No, but he also introduced me to that. Okay, when, so... When my time came, I guess. Yeah, so there, I still remember to this day, like, I didn't know that you could play different manicos. Because, again, there was no internet. You couldn't really see someone. Like, you can't just look up Zombie Gavilancillo and then just play it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Like him. Like, you had to listen to recordings. Yeah. So, one time we were driving to San Antonio... Dr. G was one of the uh, chaperones, and he put on, like, you know how he would do? He would just be like, hey, guys, I still remember his voice. Listen to this. Because he yeah. was always giving you, like, a history lesson. Always. He was always giving you a history lesson. So he's like, you guys listen to this. And he, like, popped it in. He was like, I'm going to put you on some new shit, bro. Like, yeah. like basically like that. You know? <laughs> so he was like, I'm going to put you on real quick. Uh, so he popped in the CD, and the first song on the album is El Rey del Son. Right, so I was like, you know, empieza, and then you just hear like, you know, and I'm just like, as the head in my, me sitting in the back seat, like, yeah, like, because I didn't know that was possible, you know, like, I mean, I had listened to some recordings of Vargas and and Soul and stuff like that, and like the thing is that 
Pato does do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But you can't hear it because of the quality of the recording. If you yes, if you listen really awesome, if you yeah. listen really closely, yeah. it's like he's like tan 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 tan, but yeah. you only hear the tan tan. Yeah, yeah. it's not like, like clear. Yeah. so like when and I these, heard it, these recordings were new. They were yeah. like from like two thousands. Right? They were from like the early two thousands, I think. Yeah. So like you know, recording technology got better. You know, it's mixed a lot better. Like you can actually hear specific chords and amanico and direction of the hand. You know, yeah. so. You know that just yeah. blows my mind. And Dario G knows how to deliver it because I mean, like uh, for you was there, but for for us, um, he was just kind of like, uh, hey, like you like those albums I gave you or whatever, like those yeah, yeah, those yeah. old sonas. Yeah. And I'm like, no, see, Takamari, you know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. He's like, what if I told you those were the new sonas? And that's when I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Because those, yeah, like lo que es como like uh, what was it? Uh, El Toro Viejo, El Marcumbe, and all these songs that were in those recordings. Those are considered those are considered new sonnets. On that on that album? Yeah. Like El Son del Sampo. No, 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 no. I'm yeah. talking about Vargas. Oh, you're talking about like this album? Like Sonnets de Jalisco? Yeah. Those are considered new sonnets. Okay. Like if you go apparently you go to Mexico to those old to those like old towns. Like yeah. pe- when people hear these, they're like, Oh, those are the new drops. That's what he said. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. So he's like you want to hear like sonnets that are played like in those little villages, and that mm-hmm. I think the first song he played for us from that album was like El Becerrero. Oh, He's okay. like, yeah, because this song has El Becerro, but like it's El Becerrero, cabrón. You know, yeah. you like, and you, you as a kid, you're like, Hola, Virgo. You yeah, know, fucking <laughs> like, sequel. You, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you listen to like La Mea Calandra, like, yeah. which starts with a fucking, yeah. you know, right, right. Oh, right, yeah, it's like. On those, yeah, it's just pretty wild. So the delivery had a, a lot of impact on me too, because yeah. I'd be like, "Dang, you're Damn, right, bro." What yeah, the like Doctor G had a way of hyping up everything. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, uh, like he, God, we gotta talk to him again, bro. Because like, honestly, it's just, it's Chingon talking to him, man. Um, pero, pero see, like he he had a way of like hyping you up, and then you watch because like. again, like that's a lasting memory for me. Like, yeah, me too. Like I being in that van some random part of texas and he just played these recordings that just blew my mind like which i i feel like that maybe that's lost nowadays when you, you can just be at home like it's your turn to do it bro i i tried i told my <laughs> students like go home and listen to this they probably like put on the first song like because now it's new you know so that's just like oh this, so they're playing some fancy stuff okay whatever <laughs> the song's old mister like you know like, like when, when did you say it was recorded i was like you know early 2000s and like that's like when I was, that's, that's not even that long ago. Like, you know, like, oh, I thought you'd say like, I was born cry. there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, just, like, just like crying, dude. <laughs> I'm just like, God damn, I fucking hate fucking kids. <laughs> no, but, um, not for sure. Like, but I, I think that's what helped my technique. Like I literally just sat down in my room. Like you can ask my mom, bro. Like go to my house and ask my mom, like, <laughs> like, you know, and it was just cause I was in my, cl- in my room Fucking fuck. Fuck. Oh, yeah, that's where I was going with with Gabrancillo. Like, yeah. Like, you and you didn't have like YouTube. We didn't have that thing back then where you could slow it down. Yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't look up like, como tocar Gabrancillo, you know? No, no, I mean, like, because you could also slow stuff down. Like, if you could play that speed. Playback speed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it was do or die, bro. Like, you tried it, like, ah, you got a cram, fuck. Rewind. You have to re- <laughs> yeah, until, you have to you're, back. until you build yeah. that stamina with yeah. your hand. You know? <laughs> yeah, and to this day, you know, like I don't do that anymore, obviously, but obviously it's done me good because I mean, that's the stuff that I'll play now, you know, every once in a while. But yeah, I mean, you know how they say practice, like 
helps. It does. Like you just makes permanent. You gotta like do it over and over and over again. You yeah. gotta do it right though. Yeah. No, yeah, that's true too. I would hear that I didn't sound like them, so I'd be like, damn. <laughs> and I tried to get it as close to it as I could. And then you eventually start improving or doing stuff like that, like because now you have a different like sound in your head. Or like, okay, let me try this or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. You hear someone else and you're yeah. like Yeah. Um, next question was when looking for a new viewela, does size matter? Damn, bro. I'm the last person you should ask about size matters, bro. Just ask my wife. She's like, it's perfect, babe. I'm like, what? Oh, man. I was so like a little joke. Yo tengo respeto. Fuck. This is hard. I know where you were going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, with viewela size, um, it doesn't. Uh, it just depends what is more comfortable for you. I have always said that I like a size one because I'm a little guy. I mean, my arms are not that long. So obviously, I don't want a huge instrument. Um, some people will tell you a two is fine. Some will tell you that a three is a perfect size because it's a bigger one. It's going to get us. Are there guitarron sizes? I've never seen a size one, two, or three guitarron. Yeah, you have. Who's? You show me videos of like this guy selling. No, I've one. seen them, but I'm oh, like, played them. Like actually played one. Yeah. Oh, I think I played a one. a while. Uh, they said a that time ago. Uh, Randy Carrillo's guitar was a, a size one. It was a smaller one. Huh? Me dijo este Joe Frank. Shout out. He no told me that he played it. Like he, I guess he met him. He he picked it up. It was bonito. Se tocaba así chingón. Okay. I was like, damn, I'm badass. Because if you watch him, if you ever watch Randy Carrillo, like he would play his. His bass almost like a table. Well, like, it's because he has long as hands. Like, is it? Yeah, compared know. to even to me, I think his hands are like, like he's got big hands. Yeah, oh, that's okay. why that's why he can sit his his elbow because he has to lower yeah. his strap down, yeah. and then like to do this. Yeah, because like, and his hands are huge. Have you mm, seen his hands? Mm, no, I've never like been like, hey, Randy, can I see? <laughs> well, I mean, you can see him when he's playing like up oh, close because okay. he's been to like Las Cruces and I only went there once. Albuquerque, I think. And yeah, yeah, when you see it up close, you're like, goddamn, like, yeah, yeah. Sí. he retired. Oh, yeah, I wonder didn't. what he does now, just chilling. Well, it doesn't, I don't know, I'm just gonna, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it just depends what, what is the most comfortable for you. But I will tell you, mine, my favorite is a size one. Sorry, sue me. All right, okay. Right. Yeah, wait. Uh, someone else said, uh, Sammy, how often do you refret your vihuelas or do you leave them how they came? Um, I only change the frets if they're tan feas. Like they're, sometimes you get the grooves of the strings in the actual fret um, from a long, long time. Like people have just been playing for a long time. So it creates grooves. So I'll, I'll change that. Or uh, if they're like really uncomfortable, some people make some vihuelas with like the the backs of where the fret is and it stabs my hand because they're like made improper or they made they're made really like fat they leave like a big piece so it like stabs your hand so i take them off and i refret it um oh it's not hard um if you're a vihuela player go on youtube and just literally look up how to refret vihuelas and it just takes practice um but you don't have to pay me to do it just just go home and do it <laughs> just try it and, like people would like Really don't trust trial and error. <laughs> like, people think people are just born with the ability to do things. But no, yeah. like, you fuck up a lot of times until you do it right consistently. It's literally all you have to do. That's literally all you have to do. Um, 
And then the last one is, y'all doing Mother's Day? We <laughs> always do Mother's Day. And Mother's Day. <laughs> Day. Yeah, um, we're getting close because now it's the month of April. Close. Oh, it almost is. Uh, we still have four days in, in March. So, I mean, by the, end, the start of next week. April Fool's Day is on Saturday. It's Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, I put a prank on Arturo, bro. You're like, no, it's que me guacarie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no puede venir. Like, no, no, la chamos, güey. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I'm excited. The last, the last, I need to start vlogging again. That's I made a good vlog on the Mother's Day weekend. Bro, yeah. I feel like people like that. They do like them. Um, everyone that talks to me about the pod always tells me, ah, oh, I really like the vlogs. And we've only had like four, five of them. Yeah, it is. It's just, it, it gets time consuming, but I... I I do want to do it again. I I, I really do. Because I try to make it creative. Like, I don't want to just be like, and this is us eating, you know, like, which I could. You don't know how I'm like. Yeah, the freaking airport one. You were just like. Oh, I was? The, <laughs> when we went to El Paso, like, I uh, filmed you eating your Shake Shack burger. You were just like, no meat is cabron. You're like, you're like eating like the, <laughs> the burger. Um, no, yeah, but I, I really want to uh, vlog again. Because, I mean, that Mother's Day, I did vlog. If you want to look at it, it's on, it's on the um YouTube page if you want to look at that. But um, maybe soon. Uh, but Mother's Day is coming up, so we are getting geared towards that. Wow. We didn't talk about the weekend at all. And I didn't even play this weekend. But tampoco. We. I didn't think that we'd talk this much about the other thing. Maybe this will be like the episode that like people will listen to. That like Maybe they're just... As dumb as we thought. Concurro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you guys uh, enjoyed this podcast, we really appreciate if you like, comment, and subscribe. Remember that we're not asking you for money. Just please like it. It's for free. Um, and then if you guys would like to keep listening, please subscribe onto the page or onto YouTube. So that way you can get some updates on when we we, we release every by at least by every Wednesday. So... We'll be on that. Catch you on the flip side. You got anything you got to say before we uh, dip out? No, muchas gracias. Este, aquí estamos echándole ganas. Este, 100 likes on that video. So me and Sammy can make a, an all Spanish All episode. Spanish podcast, yeah. Cuando quieran. It's, can, it's, Is it on the 103rd one, right? The episode before this one. I'll put some hype on it. Yeah. You should screen record that That's part. That's what I was going to do, but I'm still going to you know you have access to the Instagram too. You know, like you can post something. I am. It's like my nudes. I'm like, how do you have that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, aquí le va a dar. Oy, qué rico. Me voy a caer. Um, but yeah, that's it for us today. I hope that you guys have a good rest of your week, and I hope that you guys are safe. Yeah. Be safe, guys. Nos vemos. Uh. Man, I feel really hot. Is this just me? <laughs> no, I feel really hot. Give me a bag. Ah, some more.